You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. But we do not have any new callers, so why don't we just get started with Garrett. On a totally different subject, um, I called in, I'll lose track how long it's been, but uh, I may have missed the playback, but uh, I wanted to reiterate uh, the idea of you guys maybe bringing in someone like Brian Baumgartner, a big Packers fan, obviously you know one of our heroes from The Office. And, you know, get his input on what Green Bay is doing and going forward with it and what he's up to these days. And uh, I think you guys got the clout now to uh, pull that off. So I just want to encourage you to go after it because uh, back in the day, you know, Green Bay had the chance to get in Don Shula and they just didn't pursue him. Back in the day, they almost had a chance of getting Bill Walsh as a coach, didn't pursue him, or that kind of fell through. Back in the day, they had a chance to just draft Joe Montana, and they didn't. So you only make the shots that you take. So let's see what you guys can do and go after Brian. So that's just my my two cents, and since it's kind of the the dead zone period, I think you guys uh, come up with some new and ingenious ideas for – podcast and i think you've been doing a really good job of it so far but uh that's just another suggestion so that and uh i know that issue or episode number 300 has got to be coming up pretty soon ryan so uh, i was just wondering what we're going to do about that so i'm out yeah we're at uh this right here is 290 so we got uh 10 days worth assuming the calls keep coming in um I don't know. I don't. I don't have any plans. You know, the first like hundred episodes of the original Packernet that was like a big deal. Um, you know, two hundred was a big deal. Five hundred, a thousand. At this point, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's three hundred 
on my second podcast, uh, the first of which is, what the heck are we at on that right now? Um, 1,760. So in 40 days, we're at 1,800. So there you go. Um, kind of loses its, you know, you know, whatever. As far as Brian Baumgartner, I, I, I think I remember you calling in about it, or at least I remember being asked recently about that. Um, I, uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. However, that does seem to be more inside of either Clayton or JJ's wheelhouse. Uh, Clayton has been on a um, interview kick recently, and I think those episodes are going very well. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I genuinely think it's important. I, I know there's like cool things that can happen, but I also think it's important that people stay with what they do well and what they enjoy. I don't think I do well with that stuff, and I don't think I would enjoy it. In fact, I know I wouldn't enjoy it. It's it's sort of a, I don't even know if you call it a resume builder, because everybody's got football players and stuff on their podcasts. It's, I mean, Brian Baumgartner would be very cool for me as a, as a fan of The Office, I think would be the biggest thing. But I would I would rather talk to him about The Office than about the Packers. So it's kind of a notch on the belt kind of thing. Like, oh, guess what I did. But do I think it would, I don't know. I, I just, I wouldn't. I, I don't I don't want to do it, and I don't plan on doing it. That may change at some point, but I will say the other thing that I've noticed, and I, I actually have talked a lot to Matt Ramage about this because he's had a ton of like football players and stuff on his show, and I've also noticed this with other podcasts. You know, They'll have some big football star, and they'll put it on YouTube. Nobody cares. Absolutely nobody cares. Everybody calls in here, and they're like, oh, it would be so amazing. Really? Because I know you wouldn't listen. <laughs> nobody cares. The numbers don't even move an inch. I remember watching... I won't. I won't say who, but this other podcast slash YouTube thing, they got a pretty big football player on. And I was like, "Dang, man, this is going to be pretty big for them." And they had like four people streaming it on YouTube. And I'm like, first of all, how the heck did you talk this guy into coming on here when you have no audience whatsoever? Nobody cares. Nobody's here. This has to be embarrassing for you. I hope he can't see this. But yeah, there's there's really no spike in the numbers. And to be honest, I don't really watch or listen to those. The only reason I went to that one is because I wanted to see if their numbers went up. I don't find it interesting. I'm sure it can be done in an interesting way. Like, you know, I, I wanted to go see what Aaron Rodgers was saying on the Pat McAfee show. You know, it's it's maybe if you can kind of get down deep into the nitty gritty or whatever, it could be kind of interesting. But, you know, for the most part, it's just kind of... What do you think about the team? What do you do? It's so freaking boring. So you put in the work, and then you got to come up with all the questions, and then you got to work out getting them on and getting it recorded and getting it, you know, it's just all these extra steps, and then your numbers don't grow even a slight bit. Nobody cares. And then I get to walk around saying, oh, yeah, I talked to Brian Baumgartner once, which he won't even remember who I am. He's done 60 billion interviews in his life, talked to millions of people. He's not going to be saying, oh, man, I talked to this Packers podcaster once. He's so great. Nobody cares. But, you know, I mean, if there was actually something interesting that could come from it or a reason, like, dude, I really want to know this. There's nothing that I really want to know about Brian Baumgartner, right? So I loved what Clayton did with um, uh, Tony Mandridge, right? I really, really do. Uh, I know um, there have been other guests that have come in with actual insights that are meaningful, that matter. But I, but I think that's where it needs to start, right? I have questions and I can't personally answer them. And so I'm going to go find somebody who can come in here and do this. I want to tell a story. 
Why not get the person like Tony to come in here and tell the story? Those things all make sense. But just having a celebrity on the show for the sake of having a celebrity on the show? No. And that applies to football players and everybody else. And even, you know, even if like you could get somebody like Christian Watson or Jaden Reed or something on the show, you certainly feel like you'd be able to get something out of it. But have you listened to these guys on any of the shows that they go on? They don't say anything. I'll spend 15 seconds on the show going over what they said because for the most part, it's nonsense. Everybody's great. Everybody's wonderful. Everybody's working hard. Everything's doing great. You know, we have high expectations for ourselves, blah, 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 blah. So, so I get what you're saying, but, you know, again, unless somebody else, Clayton, JJ, whatever, has some idea of how to make that a really cool thing, go for it. For me, I got, I got nothing. Like, if I have to really dig to think what the heck I'd want to say to the guy or ask him, then what's the point? I have not a single clue what I would ask him. Granted, I have a mental disorder where I'm physically incapable of, you know, like small talk type stuff. You get me in a setting like that and somebody comes walking. It's the worst thing in the world when you're like at a party or an event and you're kind of just hanging out by yourself, eating some food, and somebody comes over and sits by you and you can tell it's them trying to do that thing where they, you know, want to make you feel welcome and clearly want to have some kind of a conversation. It's like, oh, damn it. Just let me eat my friggin' chips and dip, bro. So, what do you do for a living? Oh, my good lord, dude. <sighs> what do I do for... What, 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 what do I do for a living? I'm a serial killer. What, what, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a plumber. Oh, great. Okay, now what? Well, you married? You got kids? Yes. Why? What do you What do you want from me? What are you doing with this information? Why do you want to know this information? You freaking writing a book? What do you want from me? And of course, my only retort: Yes, I do. I have a wife and kids. How about you? Oh wow, great! I'm so happy you spent five minutes talking to me about your family. That's wonderful. I'm literally never going to see you again. I don't need to know any of this. But wow, this is this is great. This is so good. I'm so enriched by this. The only time I actually enjoy small talk is when it turns into big talk, and that's when we start talking about something I'm interested in. And really, that's probably just the Packers. <laughs> that's it. Like, you get a guy with, like, a Packers shirt who's, like, standing there, and he looks like he's bored out of his mind, and he hates it just as much as I hate it, and he looks over at me, and he just kind of gives me that look like, I know, I want to leave too. And then we start talking about the Packers. I can do that. Otherwise, I'm not uncomfortable being by myself. Leave me alone. Okay? I'm over here. At the table that doesn't have people eating food, because that's what I wanted to do. All right? Small talk. Oh, it's the worst. I just remember when I was a kid, you'd go to like a family thing and it was the exact same questions every time. Oh, you're getting so big. What grade are you in now? Oh, wow. Fifth grade. Can't even believe it. Got a favorite subject? A recess. Oh, you're so funny. I got a girlfriend? Yeah, she's 40. She's a lady over there smoking. Go talk to her about it, all right? <sighs> all the introverts listening right now completely get it, and the extroverts are mortified. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Hey, Joe. Joe, janitor. What's up? From Connecticut. From Connecticut. How's it going, bud? Oh, good. So, um... Sup with you? Know, you? I'm really, really excited about this upcoming season. I'm really excited about Jordan Love. Um... As I called yesterday, uh, I had a party at my house this weekend, mm. and um, 
you know, the topic came up multiple times. People ask me what I think, you know, of the Packers' upcoming season. What do I think about Jordan Love? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, anyway, after talking about it with multiple people, and one, one of them being my cousin. Yeah. He, up, um, what did he ask? He just came up and he's like, he's like, how does it feel to um, be just like us this year and have no hope? Like, um, I'm, I absolutely don't know what you're talking about, but it's like, well, you know, you guys are going to suck. Like, I, I, what's your team again? It's the Texans. And how are the Packers in any way like the Texans? How are they not, he says. Well. Oh, my good Lord. First off, I mean, it's the Packers. I, I will say this. Considering I just went on my small talk rant, I would much rather hang out with your cousin, the Texans fan, who wants to give me crap about the Packers. I would I would rather sit in a room full of Bears fans just laughing about Jordan Love or whatever else they feel like doing than um, you know, not having real conversations. They're not just a total trash organization from ownership down. Um you know, he he said he, this is one of the things he said to me. He said, uh you can't even name five players on your team that'll go to the Pro Bowl in the next two years. What are you talking about? Oh, man. Like, this kid, like, you are a idiot, huh? That is the dumbest statement I've ever heard. And it's not even a kid. This is coming from uh, a 35-year-old man. Um, yeah, name five players that can make the... That will make the Pro Bowl in the next two years. I think, I think he actually said that could make the Pro Bowl, not will make the Pro Bowl. That could make the Pro Bowl. Um, every single rookie we drafted this year could make the Pro Bowl in the next two years. You, you never know. Um, but like, who, who, very well possibly will make the Pro Bowl in the next two years? I mean, look at our team. We're stacked. Could it be Rashawn Gary? Could it be Jair Alexander, Preston Smith, uh, maybe Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon? That's five right there. Um, it could possibly be Jordan Love. Um, I'm forgetting about Devante Christian Campbell, Watson. I mean, Christian I could go Watson, on and on. Lee, I mean, maybe Savage comes back ends. in next year, and in a couple years he wins, with an, uh, or he goes to the Pro Bowl. Um, it was just the dumbest question ever. To, to compare the Packers to the Texans, was such an insult, and uh, yeah, that got me pretty fired up. So I figured I'd. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. I, I, it's, it's so funny that we're having multiple calls. I mean, there, there's always those themes that happen, but it's funny that the themes extend even to everybody apparently having parties that they're going to, and then experiencing the exact same thing. I think you're the third caller, Joe. That has said, I went to a party or something like that and got into an argument with somebody who said all this dumb crap that you've been talking about on your podcast, people are saying, and I don't, I, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. It's, 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 it's crazy. But again, I, I enjoy it because it's like, I, I'm, I'm banging my head against the wall on this podcast saying people are saying this stuff and it's driving me nuts. And I don't know if, there's just like two people that are saying it, and maybe I'm blowing something out of proportion. Apparently, I'm not. This this is groupthink of the highest order. That it extends 
all over. The, who was who somebody else called in? And it was it was outside of was it a Browns fan or something? Steelers fan? I can't remember. But now we got all the way down in Texas with the Texans. I don't know. Maybe he's not in Texas, but the it's it's every football fan apparently believes that this team is just a disaster that is headed for the bottom, and nobody can explain why. Five players in the Pro Bowl. What What are you talking about? I mean, first of all, I don't know why people bring up like the weirdest things. Like that's that's your starting argument. Like, all right, I I don't believe that you're right, and I I, I don't think that the Texans and the Packers are the same. Um, and then the retort is, you can't list five people that'll go to the Pro. Bowl for, what does it have to do with anything? How many Texans went to the Pro Bowl? I'm I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Do you know? I believe the answer is one, and it's Laramie Tunsil. Last year, the Packers had two, and it was Elton Jenkins and Jair Alexander. Those guys are still on the team, so I don't understand what we're talking about here. And on top of that, you know, again, we can easily list several other people, like David Bakhtiari, and a lot of guys that probably should have gone to the Pro Bowl, but the Pro Bowl and its voting is a complete joke, which is also why this is a stupid line of argument. But it's such a weird thing to be like, all right, here's how I can prove it, because you can't list five. Even if I couldn't list five, what did you just prove? How many people usually go to the Pro Bowl on a team? I mean, what, what, what's the average? What, what did they do last year? What did they do two years ago? You know, I, What are we doing here? I mean, even the year prior which is when the Packers won 13 games and all that stuff, back back when we were real good. You know, because, again, the, the discrepancy is we you used to be real good, and now you're just like us. The Packers only had three guys selected to go to the Pro Bowl. So, apparently, even the 2021 Packers were garbage, just like the Houston Texans, because they didn't have five people that went to the Pro Bowl, I guess is how that works. By the way, I think the Bills only had two that year, so there you go. But it's just its just such a weird... I don't know if it's just a back-against-the-wall thing where it's like, oh, wait, you, you disagree and you want me to prove it? I never thought about that. Let me, uh, you, dude, you, you can't even list five Pro Bowlers. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought we were talking about the Packers falling off and becoming the Texans. What what does five Pro Bowlers have to do with anything? First of all, it's very easy to list five people that could potentially be Pro Bowlers and have been Pro Bowlers. That's not a difficult thing to do at all. But I'm I'm still stuck on what what are we talking about here? Where the heck did this come from? Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. Yo, janitor. What's up? Calling back. Uh, I think you hung up on me. Yeah, I did. Anyway, um, Big time. I wanted to touch on another thing you talked about. On the podcast recently, uh, show Manifest. I uh, was forced to watch that with my wife. Um, I did think I saw the complete first and second season. Um, refused to watch any more. Uh, it is definitely, if you want to call it a chick flick, but it's what I would call a soap opera. It, it's um, got those the dating roles, like you said. And that whole when the guy got off the plane and his wife remarried and yeah. that whole situation, yeah, that kind of pissed me off too. Right. And I don't know why I continue to watch it with her. 
until season, uh, the end of season two. I guess it gets a little interesting and there's some twists and turns and it's kind of a crazy, stupid shit. But, um, yeah, I guess if you want to fill some time, watch Manifest. But, uh, if you like soap operas and it's nothing to watch with the wife, um, I guess it's alright. But other than that, pretty lame. Alright. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah, Manifest kind of can pull you in because, again, it's kind of a, a neat concept, but it is so... It, it it really does have some soap opera vibes to it. It's very, very focused on the relational aspects of everything. Who's dating who and who's married to who. And, again, like everybody's like married twice and dating this person, but they have feelings for this person. It's like, dude, all right. Listen, we we got to find a way out of this, but they don't want to. That's like a, a big core part. Even though you feel like the core part should be the actual part of the show that matters, the the massive phenomenon that took place, and these guys have getting visions and solving murders, and there's some massive conspiracy with the government thing and entities and whatever. But no, we got to focus on who's in love with who and all that nonsense. And it's just it's one of those shows where. I can't quite tell if it's the acting or the writing or some kind of combination of both, but some of the stuff is just kind of stupid, and the writing just has sort of that, you know, general hospital vibe to it, where it's very unrealistic, but in a very specific kind of way, that feels like bad acting, but it's like, they're not actually doing a bad job acting. I think it's just ridiculous writing, maybe? So yeah, I, I keep expecting to move past it, you know? Like, all right, listen, all right, so your your wife left you for somebody else, and she's in love with someone else. And your freaking daughter likes this new guy better than the dad that died. So that's great. And that's your life now. And then we just got to talk about it all the time. Like, no, I don't, I don't mean to do spoiler alerts, but it's like, this was over a long time ago. Because she, he, the, the guy came back. Hey, I'm alive. Look, I understand that uh, you thought I was dead and you moved on because you're a jerk and all that. I mean, I get it. Sorry, I didn't mean jerk. I'm, I'm a little emotional right now. Uh, you did what you did and, and whatever, but I'm home now, enough is enough, and she's like, all right, fine, she broke it off and it was done, but no, he's got to come back, and now he's getting a bigger and bigger and bigger role in this whole thing, and now they're meeting each other, and it's like, come on, man, don't do this to me, I don't want to do this, show me the scary monsters, are there monsters in this show, I don't know, I haven't seen any, but there should be some monsters, something going on, let's do this. We are stuck on the wrong part of the show here. I don't understand. Hey, Ryan. Goose here. Hey, Goose. How you doing, man? Listening to the packet after dark, and someone was talking about getting hyped up Jordan the highlights. Yeah. But I had another reason that we should be excited, and we should think highly of Jordan Moss. All right. Aaron Rodgers was pissed off about them drafting Jordan Moss. Yes. So much so, it spurred him to go on to two MVP seasons and to put the Packers over a barrel and they were working the contract. Would he have done that if he thought Jordan Love was trash, if he didn't see Jordan Love as actual competition? No. He would have laughed it off like he would have with any other backup and kept doing his thing. We know how Aaron Rodgers is. If he's unbothered, He's just going to do what he's comfortable with. But instead, he saw Jordan Love and he saw actual competition. He saw someone who could actually take his job 
and he got pissed off. So we should be excited when one of the best throwers of the ball of all time was intimidated by the Packers drafting this kid. That means he's got the ability, without a doubt, I'm not saying he will be, but he has the ability, without a doubt, to be another Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. And I think for sure he's at least going to be a decent quarterback. No, that's all I was thinking about. Hope you have a good day. I appreciate it. So I would modify the theory slightly. The the only reason I would is because I think Jordan Love was kind of bad early on, right? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's sort of the general consensus. But he, here's how I would modify it if I did my version of, of your thing. Because whatever gets you excited about Jordan, go for it. When Aaron Rodgers in, what was it, 2021, got his new contract, he got his new contract because he knew he had the Packers over a barrel. Now, yes, a part of that is he won MVP. And when you win MVP, you, uh, you know, you, you, well, you're, you know you're not probably going to get kicked off a team. But at the same time, you don't really want to push your luck too hard if Jordan Love is the answer. If Jordan Love is looking like freaking Pat Mahomes out there, you're not going to try to put Gutekunst over a barrel. But that's what Rodgers did. He won MVP. I don't think Jordan was really looking like much, and I think Rodgers knew that. And so there was nowhere to go. And, and the Packers knew, and Rodgers knew that the Packers knew, that if they didn't give Rodgers what he wanted, which was a freaking monster of a contract, that the Packers would essentially let the league MVP walk out the door and they would be replaced with a quarterback that doesn't look super great. Now, fast forward to the 2022 season. Jordan or Aaron Rodgers doesn't play super well. Clearly. But there's also a lot of talk about Jordan Love finally turned the corner in 2022. And everybody saw it. Everybody saw the change. They saw a real, true, honest-to-God quarterback in the NFL. And I think 2022, Rodgers fought and kicked and screamed as hard as he could down the stretch to make this thing work, but knew in the end that it was over. He knew. And it's not just because he wasn't playing super well, because if you remove Jordan Love from the equation, he would be 100% safe in his position. No question about it. He knew for a fact the Packers wanted to move on from Aaron Rodgers because not only did he struggle, which in and of itself is not enough to say you need to go out the door. Quarterbacks struggle, especially quarterbacks that break their thumb, right? And whatever other issues were going on with uh, lost Vontae, young receivers, all that stuff. There would have been plenty of excuses to say, look, we have full confidence in Aaron Rodgers going into 2023 if that was the case. But that was not the case. Not just because Rodgers had a down year. Again, I think most people, even Packer fans, generally expect Aaron Rodgers to have a fantastic year with the Jets. So why would the Packers be willing to move on? Why were they wanting to desperately, seemingly, desperately wanting to move on? It's because they have Jordan Love. So, yeah, it's a good point. Again, I would, I would just change it up slightly, but I could be wrong too. Maybe, maybe the guy came in. Rodgers, I mean, for all I know, Rodgers watched his tape and was like, holy crap, this dude's good. And he saw him in practice and just thought, yeah, he's going to be 
the answer. I don't know, but I guess that would be my take on it. Um, let's take a break. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddies, where you can support the podcast. You can do so for as little as a dollar a month. Also, you can hit me up on Venmo, Packernet Podcast. By the way, now that Twitter is paying people to Twitter, follow me on Twitter at pack underscore daddy. Please, please, and thank you. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Ryan. Daniel from California. Daniel. Hey, I'm back from my hunt now. Very slow day. All right. Typically where I go, I usually see maybe five to ten. Um, it's a very popular area, so it's heavily pressured. Um, you know, I got up on a, a ridge, and normally I would see, see something. I saw nothing. I just saw two coyotes in the distance. Ended up hiking in two different places after. Uh, I need to talk to some of you whitetail guys. See if you guys know uh, some tactics. 
about sitting on water because I have a, a spring up there. It gets real hot up there and they use it, but I don't know how all the wind stuff works with like uphill stuff. So, but still early in the season. The tag I have, the archery only tag in California, starts July 8th and it goes all the way to the first week of December. So I can hunt basically the whole half the year. So it's cool, guys. Having fun. It's hot. Go back up. <laughs> well, glad your hunt went well. Hey, Daniel again. So I just saw your response to me leaving for hunting and so like we're for California, right? It's a lot of open rolling hills, right? It's not there's not a lot of flat land and it's you know, there's a lot of steep inclines and there's a lot of uh like thick bush and uh like sagebrush and like manzanita and these deer like to basically spend their entire life, you know, under canopies of oak trees that have mixes of, like, poison oak and uh, manzanita and sagebrush all mixed in, and they basically spend their entire life kind of on the edges of of uh, open fields, but trying to stay as much as possible in these very thick areas. It's kind of, you know, kind of like whitetail, except, like, like, you know, the whitetails love to be in the thick, uh, you know, thick area, you know, have their little areas under the canopy. Uh, these bucks, they're, uh, very, uh, they're homebodies. They're, you know, there's certain areas, like, like Washington's a good example where you got, like, the, like basically a rainforest up there. There's, there's bucks that never, ever come outside their little rainforest thing they got going on up there, but... These bucks, man, they're just so crazy. Uh, it's really hot, but you'll have like a thousand, or yeah, about a thousand degree elevation change on a hill slope. And um, you'll have just like poison oak and you'll have uh, thick sagebrush. And you end up uh, getting these bucks just in, the, like, in this very thick, nasty terrain and it's a hundred degrees. It's basically the desert, man. Everything is just dead and brown. It's not the actual desert, but they do have actual desert hunts that start next month uh, in the Mojave Desert. It's uh, Archery X9C. I could have got that tag, but I don't want that tag because that's, that's the actual desert. That's got a 110-degree average, but for, like, a general zone, California A-Zone is the hottest uh, hunt, uh, you know, for, like, a general over-the-tag unit that you can get. Uh, pretty much uh, on the whole west coast so that's all I got I wonder if there's such a thing as camel hunting just trying to think what you would hunt in the desert I know we've talked about it before we've got lizards and snakes and stuff but um, you know you go to a different desert probably would be looked down upon you know frowned upon um, and I mean not sure the meat would even taste super good or that it would be worthwhile, but I've just never heard of camel hunting and I feel like it would be a thing. Somebody would do it. I'm sure if, you know, you got enough money, you could pay somebody to take you out and shoot a camel. You know, my dream is um, not much of a hunter. And I'll be honest, 
I think venison tastes gross. I did have a venison steak that was delicious, but it was marinating forever and I was starving. Um, my dream is to go on a hunting trip on a uh, cattle ranch. <laughs> just pick out a cow, you know, just sitting there not doing anything, just grazing. And just, uh, you know, take them out. Just be like, I'll take that one. And then you go out, you 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 shoot your cow, and then they, you know, drag the cow back and butcher it, and then you get a huge van full of meat. There you go. I mean, obviously, the, the negative would be I'm not much of a shooter. I've only gone a couple times, and so my aim might not be great, and I would hate to, you know, put the cow through excessive pain. But I guess I'm saying if I was to go hunting, I'd want it to just be something delicious like a cow, you know? Or a pig or a chicken or a fish. Shoot a fish. I'll shoot a fish. I don't give a crap. I'll shoot a fish. Throw it in the air. Pull. Let's shoot that thing out of the sky. Um, all right. Uh deep beep deep beep beep beep. Next. Thank you. What up? Driving on that road again. I should have waited, but um yeah. listening to you talk about the ESPN firings. Mm-hmm. The thing I've noticed most about those firings is well they're because of the McAfee deal. And additionally, I think a lot of those people were on the leading edge of the um, the change years ago that ESPN made to be the crap company they are today. Max Kellerman was the initial host of, um, not PTI, but that other show where all the the reporters would get on and argue, you know, and they'd get points. Yeah, he yeah, was the yeah, original yeah. guy of that. Um, and then, like like I say, when that show came out, was when, in my opinion, ESPN really started to slide. They started leading, in, leading into that debate crap. Yeah. Susie Calder, eh, she was one of those ones that was forced down her throat when Berman went away, I think. So, um, Matt Hasselbeck is a quarterback. He also is a Packers quarterback. Just so you know, you'll probably say that in a couple seconds. But all right, talk to you later. Did I say? I'm positive I said I don't know who Matt Hasselbeck is. It was a joke, but um, I, I did not know he was on ESPN. I think would be the thing that I said. I don't know. I don't know what I said, man. But yeah, I don't. I I don't care, man. I don't know. I mean, look, I I think it's tough to be. I don't know how ESPN or really any of these shows convince advertisers to pay as much money as they pay. I really don't. I don't know. You know, I, somebody was talking about that. I heard him talking a long time ago. What the heck is that guy's name? He's a Jets fan. Talks a lot. He's got a podcast. He's got a sports agency too now. Um, what the heck is his name? Anyways, but he was talking about a lot about advertising and just how stupid a lot of companies are. And they spend way too much money to advertise on television, which nobody is watching anymore. And um, I just feel like all of these, you know, ESPN and everything else, they, they are just fiat industries. Their value strictly comes from the fact that they say their value is something and people still believe it. That's it. I mean, people on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and everything, I mean, they're, they're dwarfing <laughs> the numbers that uh, you're seeing on ESPN, but yet mega brands will spend millions of dollars putting their ads on ESPN and nobody's watching it. Who watches commercials? Nobody watches commercials. Especially, I mean, and that's the worst thing about TV. Like YouTube 
especially if they're non-skippable, you, you have to watch it. Where am I going to go? It's one ad. But television? Dude, I watch Hulu, and once in a while, the, even though you pay a billion dollars, some shows you still have to watch ads, and they're like two minutes long, and I feel like I'm going to die. I just, I can't do commercials anymore. But yeah, you just, I mean, if there's enough time, you get up and walk away, but nobody's watching that. So I don't know how they can afford to pay these people the multi-millions of dollars that they're paying them. It's absolutely insane. And that doesn't include the, the massive building down in Manhattan or wherever they're stationed. Multiple stations and multiple personalities and a thousand-person staff. Executives making tens of millions. For what? Simply because they can go to Coca-Cola and say, we're worth $10 million. And if you want us to play this ad that nobody's going to watch, you got to pay us that. And they're like, okay. I mean, I understand you got some money makers, you know, Monday Night Football and the draft and all that stuff. Yeah, big time, which you pay for that privilege. But these little bickering shows, who the heck is watching the bickering shows? I don't know. Whatever. Somebody likes it. What's going on? It's Omar Firefighter. How you doing? Hey, uh, so I was listening to the episode you talking about uh, ESPN firing people, which I'm agreement with you that they were just paying these big name people just because they had big names, but nobody cares anymore because social media, you can you can go on YouTube and I can find somebody I've never heard of before, break down film, a player. And, and doing a better job. I mean, you, you've got ex-NFL football players breaking down stuff on this, you know, little digital whiteboard that they probably paid a million dollars for. And, I mean, it's it's fine. It's usually pretty basic, which makes sense. It's, you know, you want to appeal to a larger audience. But, dude, every Joe Schmo and their brothers out there breaking down film like that. I mean, Packers Twitter has got nine of them that are doing that. <laughs> Who cares? Like you said, hell, I could do it. I yeah. could go with my favorite college player, provide highlights to what he did, what he didn't do. And, and, and beyond that, forget Packers Twitter and just randos. Dude, we, we've got other people putting out all kinds of free content on, I mean, actual football players and stuff that are doing the same thing, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube or whatever. I mean, it's just, there, there's just, that information is everywhere. If, if you want to find something, you can find it. You could probably even just tweet at people and just ask them, like, hey, man, what about this? And then they'll just tell you, and be like, okay, cool, thanks. That, that would be more entertaining than watching ESPN people do it. So to be honest with you, ESPN should really only hire people who just want to be like, just want to be on TV talking sports, right. and pay them like you said, like probably three fourths of the salary that they're paying all these people. So um, I am surprised about uh, Todd McShay, though. I agree with you on that. That's kind of wild. Um, and then it also, I heard you say you pay extra for the ESPN thing. So my question is to you, this is got to do with streaming. I think you said you have Disney Plus. Disney Plus has a bundle. It's like $12, $11, $12, something like that, where you get Disney Plus, Hulu, which I don't know if you have Hulu, but some movies that we recommend be on Hulu, um, and TV shows, and you get ESPN Plus. It's a bundle. So you get all three. Like, I don't even use my ESPN Plus other than when. Draft season. That's the only time I can use it myself. Yeah, I look same. at their rankings and everything else. I don't even go ESPN Plus. I think you can watch extra. But I don't even go. I don't even care. It's not like football. You know, I don't really be into it that much. But, uh, 
It's it's kind of funny. I don't know if you knew that. So maybe whatever you pay on Disney Plus, I think Disney Plus by itself is like seven dollars. So if you pay like the extra four dollars, you get those other two services. But uh, anyway, that was that. But I I do agree. Like you don't need these big names for in ESPN. Um, and I, it's just crazy. Like I don't know why people are so mad and upset about it. It's you know it's literally like just a job. Former sports stars, but oh, I could just do this. I used to play baseball. I can be on a baseball show. I used to play football. I can be on a football show, and it really doesn't matter. And um, like I said, as, as far as Max Kellerman, he does suck. He he's like just kind of boring. Yeah. Now he made his living in the boxing, and he's usually on like he does boxing and stuff. Like you said, last live fight stuff. He uh, that's why he got popular. But he, I never really found him really quite entertaining at all. Um, anyway, go back, go. Yeah, I think I knew about the ESPN. I don't even remember because we, we keep changing stuff. Like we go from Hulu Live, you know, we need that for the draft, and then we got rid of it. And then my wife and I were like, we lost one of our shows, and we're like, oh, we should probably get it back. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you dance around between the bundles. And I, I, again, I really don't care. I did cancel ESPN Plus. I don't have that anymore because I'm just not paying for it. I also don't understand NFL dot com the website and espn.com i hate their websites like i i I feel like every time i come over here to espn plus which is the same you know espn.com front page i always feel like i'm getting ripped off just by looking at the website because it's like this is such a cluttered mess like i don't know what we're doing there's a random article on top then there's the left side that has um like three articles and then below that there's quick links to i don't even know what this is some random stuff customize espn log in then there's podcasts and then over on the right side there's top headlines then best of espn plus like this should what is all of this stuff then you scroll to pro football hall of fame like what i don't know what's going on it just seems like random things put places like i just want chronological what is the most recent thing that you've talked about and it's just there's this constant like, we want to raise this one up to the top. We want to highlight this. And then there's also this feature and that feature. And, bro, I, I, I don't know, man. You just got a little bit too much going on. But, yeah, as far as the ESPN thing, and I, I think it goes to what we talked about very early on with the cloud chasing thing, with having stars on your podcast. And, and I, I think it can be a big negative. It can be a positive if, if you actually can make sense of it. But I think ESPN is essentially doing that with cloud chasing. They're quote-unquote proving that they're the elite, and they're in this arms race with everybody else, every other network, to get the biggest stars, and I genuinely think that's the wrong way to go. If the goal is to get viewers, then you need to bring people on that people want to watch, right? I agree with you about Max Kellerman. He's always never been interesting to listen to. He's just not a very likable person in general, even when he makes a point whether I agree or disagree, and I don't think I've ever agreed with him on anything. I, there's just something about the way he says stuff that's like, yeah, but I just don't like you. You need to have personalities. And I'm, a, I'm not saying I enjoy it, but that's where guys like Stephen A. Smith come in. He didn't get his job and get to where he is because he played in the NFL at, you know, won seven Super Bowl titles or whatever. He's in his position because he has a certain personality that appeals to people. What they should be doing is fishing around and finding personalities that people are are drawn to and that's essentially what espn is doing 
with Pat McAfee. Now, that's maybe that's clout chasing in their mind. Oh, we got this big star or whatever, which would be stupid. But really what they should be doing and what this maybe is is saying here is a person. It doesn't matter that he played in the NFL. He has a likable personality and people want to listen to him. That's what you need on ESPN or whatever other channel we're talking about. Find people that people want to listen to and bring them on board. Like if, if you ask me right now, say there's two free agents and they really want to come on the Packernet podcast, and I'm only allowed to bring on one. One is, you know, Matt Ramage. He's just banging on the door like, please let me in. I want to come on the network. And the other is, I don't know, say, try not to list people that have shows right now. <laughs> uh, let, let's just say a former Packer. The right move, depending on which Packer and if they, if they really have a great personality and people want to listen to him fine or an audience or whatever, the right move would, go with, would be to pick Ramage. 99% of people would go with the Packer because they want the clout. And they think that everyone will flock to this person, but they won't. There are Packers right now that either have podcasts or are on podcasts. We're talking former Packers. I don't listen to them. I don't find them interesting. And that's the problem. Like You, you can be a big Packer fan that's all excited and you want to support these guys. And man, this is the biggest thing ever. So-and-so's got their own podcast. But when you ask a person to dedicate 60 minutes of their life to listening to something, it needs to be interesting. And I know people want to listen to Matt Ramage, but nobody wants to listen to a former Packer just ramble on about whatever if they're not actually an interesting person to listen to. Everybody's way too focused on the clout chasing. Would you want to listen to a person for one hour read the dictionary? No? What if I told you that person was Jordy Nelson? Would you would you turn tune into that podcast if I said Jordy Nelson was going to read the dictionary for an hour? No. No. That would be a failed podcast, and that's my point. It's the content that matters, not the person delivering it. That's a minor little little tweak. And, and, and if anything, that's just going to have a big explosion early on, right? Everybody's, oh, this is crazy. This is massive. This is whatever. But if you don't deliver, nobody's coming back. So these morons are wasting all their money clout chasing and spending way too much money for not interesting ex-football players who are looking for a job after their NFL careers. And that's not to say none of them are interesting, but for the most part, you watch these guys talk on, on, uh, on these shows. It could be anybody, any random human being who's comfortable enough to sit in front of a camera, and half the time you watch these football players the first time they're on camera, and they are so uncomfortable. You can tell they're massively nervous and they don't want to be there and all that stuff. But any random Joe could be saying what these guys are saying. They're only sitting there because they're former football players. And I'm telling you, it's not that interesting to people. Like, oh, wow, I value that opinion and really enjoy watching this show because you played for a team 15 years ago. The biggest podcasters, YouTubers, TikTok stars, they're not former celebrities. Even in the case of, you know, Joe Rogan, if you want to go that, well, he's a former celebrity. He was never as big of a comedian as he is a podcaster. He's not big because of his, his comedy thing that he had or, or, or uh, the heck was that show he did? Fear Factor. That's not the reason his, po his podcast is blowing up because he has a podcast that people want to listen to. It's the content. Just make good content. That's it. Don't get so focused on who's delivering the content. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters about who's delivering it are, is, are they good at delivering it? That's it. So dumb. Hey, Ryan. It's Aaron from Eau Claire. What up? 
Um, first things first, uh, Leinen Kugels is still here. It is still producing uh, beer. I Yeah, I was... It was funny because when I finally figured it out, I so I'm on Google Maps and I type in like brewery or whatever, and it's not there. Like I was hovering right over that region. And then I finally figured out what it was and I typed it into Google Maps and I was like, oh, you want that? Sure, it's right here. But like Google hates freaking lining Googles apparently. I don't know. At a frighteningly large quantity. Um, so, yep, you're absolutely right. Lining Googles, chip off walls. It's still going strong. Um, second of all, <clears throat> I was just listening to a bunch of people talking about uh, how excited they are for Jordan Love, and I really appreciate that. I wanted to um, chime in with a, a an idea about the narrative surrounding Jordan Love, um, which is the idea that because he wasn't ready last year because he wasn't ready two years ago to be a full-time starter and to, to play at that high level that he never will be and that it's almost like people put a kind of an artificial timeline on how yeah. much time someone can take to become good at something and it's a timeline that has applied to nobody but jordan love which is so crazy but that there is clearly this thing that people are making up rules to make it seem like Jordan Love has to be bad, and I don't know why they're doing that. Um, you know, okay, it's been three years, and people are saying he's still getting better, uh, and he's still, you know, getting comfortable in that role. Um, I, I kind of feel like what who decided that arbitrary three-year limit um, or whatever uh, as a teacher, I teach music at uh, UW-Eau Claire as a professor, and um, one of the things that I know to be true is that people develop at all different rates, and that there have been students that I have seen um, that didn't start off super, super polished as a musician, but after three or four years, their skills have drastically, drastically improved. Um, and that's because of their hard work. That's because of the training and the, the things that they, you know, have consumed um, to kind of learn and get better at it. So <clears throat> this idea that, you know, people can't get better at things is kind of ludicrous, right? I mean, um, I remember when people people have such short memories. Uh, Devontae Adams, I think it was his second year. It was the year that the Packers had that meltdown, 2014, in the playoffs to the Seahawks. Um, and uh, Devontae Adams was dropping everything. And everyone was like, God, oh, Devontae Adams sucks. And then a few years later, he goes on, and he's the best uh, receiver in the league. So... Uh, it's just funny how we forget that people can get better, and uh, yeah, go. Well, yeah, and, and and again, nobody believes it. Everybody knows that that's fake. Everybody that's saying that has examples in their minds of players that they've rooted for that um, didn't start off super great and then got better. The, the other thing that's hilarious about it is we're talking about improvement. We're not talking about he's still bad. 
nobody's saying, you know, man, he 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 still sucks. And it's like, look, it, this is he's had three years. Like, this is getting to be a little much. I mean, it's technically year four, right? 2020, 2021, two, three. Yeah, that would be four years. And you still suck. No, what we're talking about is in 2022, he clearly turned a corner and is still getting better. But, oh, no, no, it doesn't count. No, no, it's been, yeah, if, if you don't have it after two years, then you just don't have it. Like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, he actually looks good. At, nah, I don't buy it. He's bad because you only get two years and after that you're bad, so he's bad. But I'm telling you, <laughs> he looks good, right? It's like uh, Colin Coward throwing a fit about the fact that the, the news is that he actually looks good. Like, well, pfft, dude, you're, you're, you're taking steps and improving and, like, looking good in camp, and it's year three? Like, sorry, bro, you must suck. I don't understand. So, yeah, we, we create these artificial lines only for Jordan Love so that we can call him bad, and all the news that's coming out, largely positive, but we make it seem like it's negative. So, yeah, I don't know what the heck is going on. But anyways, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, Make sure you have a fantastic and wonderful day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.